friends, welcome to Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I'm really excited that you guys are here with us today. And even more excited to introduce you to my friend, Ashley. She is amazing, and this is just going to be an episode where y'all are going to be so encouraged to get out there and just be light and love and kindness in the world, because that's honestly all that it needs right now. Oh gosh, it's all that it needs right now. So let's just get right into it. So our episode topic today is why kindness is key. And yeah, let me just introduce you to Ashley. Say hi. Hi everyone. Thanks for having me, friend. (laughs) I'm I'm so proud of you. Oh, (laughs) thank you. You're so nice. I'm just so glad you're here and so glad you were willing to hang out with me today. It's a beautiful day in Nashville. Finally. Oh, it's I like literally put a dress on today. It's 60 degrees, but I didn't care. I was like, legs are out. (laughs) They need some color. (laughs) Can you introduce yourself to everyone who's listening? Maybe share who you are. Obviously, we know you're in Nashville and what you do and maybe a fun fact. Sure. So uh, my name is Ashley and I'm 36 almost. Really? Yeah. Girl. I know. I I want to look like you when I'm 36. Yay. (laughs) That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, so I, I live here in Nashville. I have two beautiful babes. They're so cute. A puppy who's new to us, and her name's Lily. Mm. She's great. And I have my own business. It's called Love Everywhere. And we exist to cultivate intentional acts of kindness all over the world mm-hmm. so that people can see love where they did not before. Mm. And that's my mission in life, mm-hmm. and now it's my business. and Which is amazing. Made it official in May. I'm an official LLC. Are you? Congratulations! Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, so I'm still learning and yeah. figuring it out, but um, it's fun to learn as you go and mm-hmm. be on this journey with friends. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And a fun fact about me, um, I used to train with an Olympic gold medalist boxing coach. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? You're going to have to tell me more about this. Um, 1984 Olympic gold medalist Jerry Page. Where? He's from Columbus, Ohio, which is my hometown. Oh my gosh. And he taught me boxing, and um, I don't get to train with him anymore, but I do still do the boxing training. So it's a huge help to my mental and physical health. So, like, you could also probably kick my ass. I mean, just. (laughs) I would never, but if someone tries to mug me, watch out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) When I first moved here, I did boxing as, like, my workout. I loved it because it was really great stress relief as well as being physical exercise. It's so much fun on bad days. Like, you can just take it all and punch the bag. Yeah, I wanted to go do that. That sounds – that's so cool. I had no idea. You should come with me on Saturday mornings. Oh, I would love to. Yeah. Okay, so we've known each other for a few years, and we met kind of in my last year, I think, here in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how would you say we know each other? I think we just met through mutual friends and um, just seeing you around at random events and connecting and chatting. And I just was drawn to you as a person because you have such a bubbly and kind and sincere heart. And um, so it just it made me fall in love with you and want to get to know you more. And thank God I did because you are such a bright light. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're so nice. Thank you. I feel the same way about you. Well, and two, once I like got to know your heart and your mission behind what you're doing with Love Everywhere, I was like, 
wait, how can I be a part of this? And then, like, a friendship was just the cherry on top. Such a sweet friendship. I get to see, I've seen you every time I've come back to Nashville. That makes me happy. Me too. (laughs) Okay, one more icebreaker question before we get into kind of the meat of our topic, and that is, what is your favorite place you've ever been or a place you're hoping to go or both? Wow, that's a really big question. There's a lot of places I haven't been that I'd like to go, Mm -hmm. um, but I have traveled a little bit. I I did visit Amsterdam in high school, and I got to visit the Anne Frank Museum, Mm -hmm. which was really powerful Mm -hmm. and um, moving and really creepy also to be in that space. That was probably the highlight of my travels as a young adult, Mm -hmm. but I don't get out of the States very often, although I'd like to. Uh, It's just not as easy with the responsibility of children and all that. So, mm-hmm. but what is on my bucket list travel-wise is actually a place that my husband has been multiple times and And you haven't? I haven't. Yeah, when our daughter was 12 weeks old, we moved here to Nashville and mm-hmm. like 2 weeks before that, he went for 2 weeks to New Zealand. <gasps> and he did like a whole docu-series that he was shooting out there and um, I just was so jealous cuz I'm like I'm here with this baby <laughs> and she's great. But you're going to this place, (laughs) not just once, but like for three years in a row, I believe. I think it was three years. He went to New Zealand and he would come back and be like, yeah, it's not really on the top of my places to go. His is Japan, but mine is New Zealand. And I like, I'm like, well, eventually you have to take me there. (laughs) But thanks for going for three years in a row to scout out great places to take me someday. We'll get there eventually. That is so funny. He wants to go to Japan. Yeah. That's so funny. That's not one that I usually hear as, like, top of the list where you'd want to go. Yeah, it's definitely for him. Oh, interesting. Do you want to go to Japan? I mean, I think it would be fun. I would never turn down a trip to Japan. (laughs) But it's not, like, it's not the place that I'm like, oh, I think I really need to go there to to enjoy my life here on this planet. Yeah. Australia and New Zealand are pretty high on my list. But that's one of those ones where you really have to be intentional because getting out there is a monster. Yeah, it's like, what? 24 hours. I don't know. I don't I don't want to think about it. But once you're there, you're there and you got to see everything because yeah. you're already out there. I know when I was traveling, I actually met a lot of Australians who were traveling Europe mm-hmm. because they actually encourage gap years, which I think is amazing. Oh, wow. If they can afford it, yeah. I feel like you should because you learn so much about yourself kind of being in this new place on your own. But yeah, they'll travel for like a year. Because it's so hard to get out of Australia. And it's expensive, too, to get out of Australia that once you're out, you're like... I'm going to do it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about why kindness is key. And we kind of already touched on your business, Love Everywhere, but you are passionate about being a force for good and spreading kindness in the world. Why? Like, how did that originate? What made you want to start this business? There's... A pretty package story that I tell everyone, and then there's a deeper story. So I think I'll tell you both. Perfect. The first thing that I would say in answer to that question is I was working a corporate job in fashion design. I was reporting to very long days of work. We traveled a lot. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a bad job. I enjoyed the work, but it just was very grueling, and the corporate environment didn't cultivate community mm-hmm. at all. And they didn't encourage it really outside of the business either. Like it was, so hard. I felt like I was owned by them. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of a toxic environment just with people constantly gossiping about how much they hated being there and who was getting on their nerves that day and that sort of thing. And it just starts to drain you. I can't. I after can't. being there for a few years. Yeah. And I just, I, I'm not a super cutthroat person and you kind of have to be mm-hmm. in that 
kind of world. It's just, it feels very competitive and people taking credit for your work and um, not being invited to meetings, but your piece that you worked on is the topic of the meeting and like that kind of stuff. sounds really toxic. It was awful. (laughs) I, I mean, needless to say, I kind of was finding a lack of motivation to wake up and go to work on certain days Mm -hmm. and out of this place of just needing to speak to myself more kindly Mm -hmm. and to motivate myself in my purpose in this life, I just started writing myself these notes of encouragement, putting them Mm -hmm. on my computer at work or hiding them around the office because I heard other people kind of grumbling and thought, well, they probably need this too. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it in this magazine in the lobby or in the cafeteria or on the mirror in the bathroom, and I don't know. You were I, like this like little secret yeah. kindness maker. I was trying to be, but I was. I thought I was being super stealthy, but I think people knew it was oh. me, which is fine. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, so I did that um, since 2009, mm-hmm. kind of invited some friends. I was part of a women's Bible study, and they joined me, and we did a service project where we went out and put them all over the city and so cool. hid them in library books at Target, like, just really everywhere that we could think of mm-hmm. that people might find one. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun. And I felt like I was doing something that I wasn't supposed to do, but I was, I mean, it's not like illegal to leave a kind Actually, note. Actually, you're right. Every, but you do kind of feel. Yeah, you're kind of like, I, this feels like I shouldn't be doing it, but I'm kind of a rule breaker. So yeah. for me, I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. That's so funny. I yeah. hadn't thought about it that So way. I felt kind of like a kindness rebel, Yeah, um, which was fun. And it was cool to have my friends involved. And then slowly, we just all started to get busy with getting married and having babies. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of the last one standing still doing it. And then when we moved to Nashville, I had invested so much of myself into my mothering mm-hmm. and into my trying to keep a human alive. I kind of tell everyone I was turning into a bit of a mom blob because <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last time I brushed my teeth, but I knew when my daughter had pooped. Like I, oh. I had a chart for that. Like, mm-hmm. But I my my personal care yeah. and my life kind of took a backseat to that. Yeah. And I think that happens to a lot of moms, but uh, having left my career in design to move here and just be a mom, not mm-hmm. that there's anything wrong with just being a mom, but I was lacking a creative outlet. Yes. Yeah. And I was lacking a self-worth because I was so focused mm-hmm. on her. So my husband, as kind as he is, <laughs> said, hey, remember that thing that you used to do? You still kind of do it, but yeah. why don't you get more intentional about it? Yeah. Let's get you an Instagram and let's build a website and try and make this thing more intentional for you so that mm-hmm. you can be creative mm-hmm. in this space. And let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. It kind of snowballed from there. Yeah. That story is like the pretty picture that I've been painting for the last four years. And I can easily share that. What's hard about this journey is that if I back up even further, like it started as a kid. Like Mm. why is kindness so important to me as a kid? Yeah. I didn't have a lot of kindness in my life. I didn't Mm -hmm. have a lot of love. My parents were crazy makers. I don't know if you've read The Artist's Way at all. A long time ago. I need to reread it. Oh, it's so good. I, I think I tackle that book every few years. I've Dude. had it for the last 10 years. And when she describes crazy makers, it is my parents. They are the crazy makers in my life. Mm-hmm. And they are they have proven to be quite toxic and mm-hmm. hurtful to my emotional and spiritual development. Mm-hmm. And so I think now I can sit with that and I can talk about it without like breaking down into tears. Yeah. But it's been a lot of time in processing yeah. and therapy and all, yeah. and like just getting help that yeah. I needed to kind of be able to say like, oh, I can see now that this lack of love and support mm-hmm. in my 
in my childhood where I was being made to feel insignificant and being made to make myself smaller so that I didn't rock the boat too much Mm -hmm. and I just aimed to please so that I didn't upset anyone. That is where this desire to share love everywhere came from Mm -hmm. because I want everyone to feel seen and heard and valued. Right. Because some people aren't feeling seeing that anywhere in their lives. Mm -hmm. And you would know because that was part of your experience growing up. Yeah. I mean, I like, I was so introverted and shy and I don't think that's who I truly am at my core. I'm Mm. a people person. Mm -hmm. I, I want to get to know everyone, but I was afraid to do that because I didn't want to, I just didn't want to make it about me because it needed to be about them Mm -hmm. and make them okay. And they Mm -hmm. were very toxic together. Um, Thankfully not together anymore, but like I remember being in sixth grade coming home from school one day and they were fighting. They were in the middle of a divorce Mm -hmm. and my dad had been kicked out of the house Mm -hmm. and I was home alone and he didn't, I don't know if he knew that I was there. Maybe he did and he didn't care. I don't know. But he was at their bedroom window with a baseball bat trying to break in and we had to call the police on my dad like this is the type of lifestyle that Mm -hmm. I came from and Mm -hmm. so of course it makes sense that like I want to make people feel love and kindness Mm -hmm. because I missed it so much then well if anyone understands (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. we're kindred spirits we are kindred spirits yeah (laughs) because and it's a thing with too becoming an adult like a real adult as I keep saying is just recognizing what whatever your reality was like knowing what was healthy and what wasn't because Mm -hmm. you would have no idea what is unhealthy if you don't know what healthy looks like absolutely and that's kind of this process I've been going through over the last few years but it's especially this last year of realizing, mm-hmm. like, I think my parents are very good people. My family, like, they're good people. But that doesn't mean that they're not faulted. Because we all are. Sure. But, like, yeah, just recognizing that just because it was my normal, my normal, doesn't mean it's normal. Right. And there's something to be said, too, at like, because as a mom now, I'm like, mm-hmm. what do I want to do with my own kids? And I think, you know, it's not about, like, giving them this perfect childhood mm-hmm. where you don't make mistakes. It's actually giving yourself freedom to make the mistakes, mm-hmm. but then saying, like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm a human being, too, and I know that you're seven years old, and I shouldn't <laughs> have yelled at you like that. Do you forgive me? Please understand that I'm I'm making mistakes just like you are, mm-hmm. and we're, we're on this journey together. And I'm just trying to, like, at this point, get behind that piece and being like, I'm a real person. You don't have to tiptoe around Mm -hmm. me and I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to need to ask you Mm -hmm. forgiveness because I think in the grand picture of it all if people would just do that more the world could just automatically be kinder because like we just all are going to make mistakes and yeah so know that like yeah you're human and it's okay but also like own it Mm -hmm. and then make it better by saying you're sorry yeah it's kind of touches on what we were talking about before we started recording but I think kindness and love are the easiest things that we can be mm-hmm. and that we can exhibit. It's not hard to do, but we're ju- we're walking around in a world of a lot of hurt people and a lot of broken people who are sometimes intentionally, but majority of the time unintentionally hurting other people. Mm-hmm. And if we did just choose to be honest with our faults and the times that we make mistakes and, I don't know, ask forgiveness if it's necessary, but just be, like, upfront. the world could look very different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so simple. But it's not in at the theory, same time. <laughs> yeah. In theory, it's very simple. In action, it can be a lot more challenging. Right. Especially in the day-to-day. So out of that passion that you have for 
spreading kindness and love. You now run a community and a business <laughs> called Love Everywhere. So what can you share about it and where you're at now? It's been a journey for sure. Um, a lot of what we do is these written cards of encouragement that we leave hidden in plain sight for strangers to find. It's been crazy because just a couple of days ago, I hand stamp and number all the cards. And so Mm -hmm. I numbered card 23,000 that we've done since the journey began in 2014 Mm -hmm. when we added all of these people in this community and started the Instagram. So we really haven't been around a super long time. Yeah. And then with that, what has been one of the most surprising things that has happened with Love Everywhere or maybe even something that's happening right now? The most amazing thing has happened to us as far as being able to partner with other people. I'm always looking looking for collaboration opportunities, mm-hmm. but this one kind of took me aback, and I'll, I'll just share a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, please do. Um, we are partnering with Reebok Classics Shoes Yes. to put 200,000 of our Love Everywhere cards inside of their shoe boxes, mm-hmm. and they're going to spread far and wide, and it's going to give an opportunity for so many people mm-hmm. in the world to find an intentional, practical way to share kindness. Yes. It's really as simple as writing a note for a stranger to mm-hmm. find, and they're making it available to everyone who buys a pair of their shoes. When they open it up, they'll get this cute little surprise card that they can write a nice note on. That's so amazing, because yeah. that's going to reach in a way that like organically it might not have been able to. And what a fun partnership. It's going to be huge, and it's amazing that Reebok has taken a stand for kindness, and Mm -hmm. they're saying this is important to the world, Mm -hmm. and we want to help distribute kindness and love. And so they've they've partnered with us, and I'm still in shock that that's (laughs) happening because I've put out, with the help of our community, 23,000 cards. Like I said earlier, I've stamped 23,000. I'm not stamping 200,000 cards myself. Like, that would be impossible. So they're manufacturing them and then they'll be put in the shoe boxes but that's I don't think I realized how massive yeah no that's 10 times what I've been able to do since I've started and they are doing it with a blink of an eye essentially so it's going to be phenomenal and I'm so Ah, humbled to be able to facilitate kindness yes awesome okay wait I like hadn't I know you told me this earlier but I don't think the math had I'm not a math person, so it didn't register, but holy moly, that is insane. I don't think my heart has even understood it yet. If you would ask me five years ago when I started to make this intentional, Mm -hmm. like, what is your biggest dream? I would have said, oh, 100,000 cards in the world would be very cool, Mm -hmm. and they're doubling that. Crazy. And I don't even know what to do with myself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just let whatever happens happen. Cause Can this... you imagine how many people are going to be surprised with happiness when they find these sweet little notes that this community is going to write? It's, so it's going to be huge. But that's like bananas. I don't, I'm literally speechless because I did not do the math. That's so crazy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad to be like a little part of this journey. Oh my gosh, you're a big part of this journey. You you have blessed me so much and you have encouraged me so much. You're every bit a part of it as me. Well, I love it. So I, yeah, I took a stack full of cards with me to Europe last year and I had the most fun writing them and hiding them in all these different countries and different cities. I even left some like on transit. Oh my. And there were some that were like super powerful powerful for me when I wrote it. It was like something I needed to yeah. read. And one of them was uh, one that I did in Dubrovnik and just said, hey friend, you're amazing and you're doing such a great job and like you have to keep going because you have a magic in you that the world needs. And mm-hmm. it was something I needed someone to be telling me and I needed to tell it to myself in that moment. And then I just signed it, love a friend. Yeah, I hit it. 
somewhere in Old Town Dubrovnik. But you took a picture of it before I did. you did. I did take a picture. And then I was able to share it on our Instagram, and it yeah. was one of our most liked photos of last year because I think it resonates with a lot mm. of people. We just all need to be told we're doing a good job. Yes. Like, we just need to hear that sometimes. And I think that's the beauty of this card, Mm -hmm. this project, is we can really be intentional about pointing that out to people in a non-confrontational, very Enneagram 2 way. (laughs) So that's me. What's funny is the Enneagram has been brought up on every episode. (laughs) I mean, how could it not? How could it not? You're a 2, I'm a (laughs) 4. Everyone else, what what, what are you? Let us know. Gosh, well, that's so amazing. So I would love to hear maybe some of the stories you've heard since launching the Encouragement Cards because I can't even imagine, like, you hand-stamp the cards and then they get sent out to people who then write on them, who then leave them in plain sight or hide them somewhere, and then they fall into another person's hands. Like, that's so many people who are touching this one card that I'm sure that you have some amazing stories. So what can you tell us? Yeah, it's been really wonderful and powerful just for me on this side of it to kind of facilitate all of this kindness. But one of the coolest things about what we're doing is there's a space on our website where people who find the cards can click. It says, I found a card. Mm -hmm. And then they can just click it. And there's a quick little form and they can fill out and say what the card number was because we hand stamp a number all the cards. Mm -hmm. They can like call out the number. They can call out what it said. And then they can say what it meant to them. Mm -hmm. And if it's okay with you, I'd like to share. Oh my gosh, please. I would absolutely (laughs) love this. I, you guys, I have not heard these yet. So, I'm so really we, we get these very regularly and it's always like Christmas morning when we get them and mm-hmm. it, I get them on days that sometimes I'm like, oh, I cannot do this anymore. And then we receive one of these emails and yeah. it's like, oh, I have to keep doing this. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just read a few. This was um, found in Albany, New York. The card was 13,482 and it said, we get so worried about being pretty. Let's be pretty kind, pretty funny, pretty smart, pretty strong. Hmm. And she said, it was a much needed Um, word that I received today. I am a work in progress and these words inspired me to be kind, funny, smart, and strong. So I thought that was really special. Just a sweet little encouragement. That's true of all of us. That one is true of all of us. Uh, This one was actually, this is one of the beauty of writing the card numbers on them because I know sometimes who wrote it. Um, oh, how cool. I keep track of, like, when we send out cards. Like, if I give you a stack of cards, mm-hmm. you know I know those numbers are yours. So if someone oh, finds cool. it, I can say, hey, like, this was Janine's card. Oh. Um, this one was one of our ambassadors who lives in Santa Barbara. And the card said, mountains do not rise without earthquakes. And the finder said, this stopped me in my tracks. I've had an incredibly tough year with my career, which I care about greatly. Mm. I made a big decision today about a new path that I'm embarking on. I happened to see this minutes after I'd made that exciting and happy decision. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't believe in coincidence. So (laughs) the fact that that's nuts. That's so cool. Yeah. It makes me want to go write a bunch of cards like right now and just, (laughs) I might actually, I might do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. (laughs) Take pictures before you do (laughs) You're so good at taking pictures. Um, Okay. Here's another one. This one is special to me because my daughter wrote it and she's seven. 
and um, it was over Christmas. We were at Home mm-hmm. Depot shopping in the Christmas section. I actually just like to walk through that aisle anytime I'm yes. feeling depressed from October <laughs> to December. Just yes. It helps lift my spirits. Yes. So we might have just been, like, mm-hmm. looking just for fun. But um, she she loves to help me write cards and, and spread love, and she comes with me to all my little pop-up shops, and she sells her own little things, mm-hmm. and it's been fun to just show her the kind way. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she wrote this card, and it says, you're the best in your own way, oh. which is so sweet. And she left it in the little electronic Christmas village area. Uh-huh. And um, the person who found it said, this was a sweet reminder that we all have purpose and are worth something. Oh, my gosh. And it was really sweet to read and even sweeter to to share that with my daughter because Mm -hmm. she just you could see the look of pride on her face that Mm -hmm. she had done something good for someone else and made them feel good Mm -hmm. and that's really what it's all about yeah oh wait I have to say like that is such a simple phrase and I that's what I love about kids Mm -hmm. is they're so simple yet that's so powerful like that came from a seven-year-old yeah it's hitting me (laughs) as a 29 year old like I'm the best in my own way (laughs) You are the best in your own way. Yeah. Uh, The last one I'll read is, I think, probably one of the more powerful responses that we've received um, to date. The card just said the definition of joy, which I'll read. Joy, noun, gladness, not based on circumstance. Mm -hmm. And um, the finder said, I found this card as I was climbing out of a deep, painful valley after a hard breakup. My life looked far different than I expected it to, and believing in joy was hard. Mm. But just as I was finally cresting the mountain and leaving the valley behind me, experiencing new joy I had never expected in the wake of that season, I found this card. Mm. It felt like it was kind of marking that moment. The closing of one hard chapter and the anticipation of a fresh new one, one marked by the sweetest joy. I relate. I mean, whoever wrote this is an author, yeah. and they don't know it, or maybe they do. I don't know. But also, like, how powerful is it that just defining the word joy yeah. meant so much to someone? Mm-hmm. Just so cool. I 100% relate with the person who wrote in about just, like, one chapter ending and a new one beginning yeah. and not finding joy in circumstances, but just having that attitude yeah. You probably get so many of these. I don't even know what you do with all of them. Like. I don't know what to do with all I <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someday I'll have a coffee table book with just like all these good dreams and hopes and things that wait. people have written in. Oh my wait. But I don't know how to make that happen right now. So I'm just yeah, kind of collecting right them now, and sharing like, them and this is the first time I've got to share them like in public. So other than like on our Instagram, which I do share. I sometimes. feel so honored. Yeah. <laughs> that really does encourage me to do more like cards, but then also like just be kinder too. Oh like, yeah. I mean, you kind of hear this all the time where like, we don't know what everyone's walking through, but everybody is facing their own battle at mm-hmm. any given moment. Kindness isn't hard. It's no. not hard to be kind. And I think doing it when you least feel like it is the like even more powerful. When you least feel like it is yeah. when you need to do it more yes. because it pulls you out of the funk mm-hmm. that you're in and mm-hmm. it also helps someone else get out of theirs. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like so crazy. even just going to a restaurant and sitting down and talking to your server like a human being and saying, actually, what's your name? And like a random question, like, what's your favorite color? That means a lot to them yeah. because they just are on autopilot taking yeah. orders and not being really noticed or acknowledged. And probably have some interesting customers who aren't very nice. I'm sure. So they need little breaths of yeah. fresh air. And we can be that just by saying hello yeah. and showing some interest. Yeah, no matter where we are or where we find ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm thinking back on when you said that you were a kindness rebel. Oh. <laughs> I love. 
love that <laughs> and feel like it should be trademarked because that's such a sweet way to think of it. Maybe I should make a new shirt that says that. Have you never said that before? I've that was never like, said it. Oh my gosh, no. I thought that you, this was like something that no, you would... No, this is not pre-programmed. Kind, I'm a kindness rebel. Because we all like kind of want to be rebellious. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why not be rebellious for something good? Exactly. Look at this. This is amazing. <laughs> we're getting ideas. We're having fun. So now that we've talked a lot about what Love Everywhere is and what you do with it and the encouragement cards, how can people who are listening get involved? Well, anyone can get involved. We do have over 50 ambassadors all over the world, and those people are a huge blessing to me because they help me take this places I've never been, like South Africa or in Ireland where you are. (laughs) These are all places that I'm, like, adding to my travel Mm -hmm. list because it's amazing. But anyone can join us. If you order anything on our website, you get a free pack of these Mm -hmm. encouragement cards Basically, your purchase just supports me continuing to give these cards away for free. I give them away in person as often as I can. Yes, you do. You've given me many. (laughs) I push them on everyone, and thankfully all my friends are very kind in taking them in person at pop-up shops. I give them away. So Mm -hmm. if you're in Nashville and we have a pop-up shop, you can get a handful of cards from me for free. Mm With no purchase at all. Yeah. Um, But you should, like, purchase because she has super cute stuff in her shop. Like, clothing items, bags, pins. Like, you have so much fun stuff. That's been, I think, the most amazing part of my um, career path for me is that I, I didn't want to be a fashion designer when I was in college. I wanted to be an illustrator. I wanted to – my dream job was animating for Disney. I was all about that, and I thought that's what I – ever since I was six, I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be an animator when I grow up. But um, in college, my (laughs) – this is so silly, but my college interview, the guy who interviewed me was at an art school, and Mm -hmm. he said, you want to be an illustrator? Um, We don't really have great job placement there, and it's not, like, the best career path. So you look like a fashion girl, which I kind of took as an insult because (laughs) I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. But he said, you look like a fashion girl, and we have 100% job placement. Why don't you major in that mm-hmm. instead? And we left, and I was feeling like, oh, I don't, I don't like that he said that. I don't like that. But being a people pleaser mm. and my mom being in charge of my life at that time, I was like, I guess – like we were leaving. She was like, what did you think about it? And I was like, I mean, it was all right. She was like, well, you're majoring in fashion design. And so that's what I did. But in hindsight, I'm glad that it worked out the way that it did because now I can take what I've learned and design my own products and make things that I've always wanted to have. It ultimately propelled you to where you are now. Yeah. So without all of that, you might not be, probably wouldn't be exactly where you are right now. So yeah, maybe be working for Disney instead. (laughs) So crazy. Yeah, y'all need to check out her shop because there's some really cute stuff. You can also just buy, like, a larger stack of cards, right? Yeah, we can. I mean, we've worked with lots of schools and sororities. You can buy cards in bulk, Mm -hmm. um, up to 100. If you need more than that, just email Mm because we'll talk. But, yeah, it's been fun. It's interesting to me that so many people just want cards because they believe in the mission so much and they're willing to pay Mm -hmm. for blank pieces of paper. That still is (laughs) mind-boggling to me because there's nothing really special about them aside from the number and, like, the fact that we can track them for Mm -hmm. you. But you are what makes them special because you're putting the words on them. Yeah. And it's the sincerity from your heart that makes it special and makes it worth something. Mm -hmm. But you get to be a part of something bigger. That's why – that's what I would imagine people want. They want to buy the cards because you get to be a part of a bigger mission Mm -hmm. because you can only do so much as one person. But when you join in with a movement that's already in motion, like, unstoppable. Yeah. And our community is – 
I always call them golden hearts because Mm. they are straight up full of sunshine and gladness. (laughs) Like everyone is so kind and so supportive. And I'm still pinching myself that I get to kind of spearhead this community Mm -hmm. of golden hearts. It's fun. Mm. I'm so glad I get to be a very small part of it. You're a very big part well, of it. Well, okay. <laughs> kind of our last question to wrap up. What advice do you have for those who are looking for ways to share kindness in their communities? It's just about doing it, like just starting it. Just look for someone to say something nice to and be sincere about it. Don't just be like, mm, I like your shirt. But like, <laughs> be really sincere. Like your smile is very warm. You mm-hmm. have kind eyes. Um, I appreciate how helpful you've been. Thank you for being an amazing server mm-hmm. today. Like, Those sorts of things go a really long way. Mm -hmm. And it is as simple as grabbing a sheet of paper and writing something nice and leaving it. Mm -hmm. You don't even need one of our cards. You can do it right now. Yeah. So it's like one part is just speaking life and truth and kindness. And then the other part is this old-fashioned way of communication, and that's writing a note, writing a letter. And it's a lost art form. I think it's making a resurgence a little bit. Oh, I hope so. Because, you know, people are love vintage things. Yes. <laughs> Writing letters is so vintage. <laughs> so sad. Because <laughs> I love it. I love the written word. So it really is easy to just get started. Well, I have three questions to kind of end out our episode. And I ask these to everyone. So it's been really fun so far to kind of hear the different range of answers. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear what you're going to say because you haven't told me yet. So... <laughs> First question is, knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself at age 20? I think I would tell myself that it's okay to be me. Mm. I mean, we've talked briefly about some of the things that I've dealt with growing up, and I stifled who I was for the sake of others. That quote, I cannot remember who said it right now, but don't set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. That has been so transformative in my life because there have been so many times that I am ablaze and making other people comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be the way that anyone exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was diminishing myself. I was silencing my voice. Mm-hmm. And I was serving others to a fault. There's yeah. something beautiful about you know being kind and serving other people. But if you're not doing it for yourself, then you're not... You're not existing in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And my whole life was like that until, honestly, until I had kids. Because Mm. at that point I had to think about them and I had to start saying, like, actually I can't make you warm because I have to make my daughter warm. Mm -hmm. And I have to do this for her. And that's not good for her, so we're not going to do that. And it's when those sorts of things started happening and I started setting those sorts of boundaries that I was learning, oh, I have a voice. I need to use it. And... It's not just about everyone else. It can mm-hmm. also be about me, and it's mm-hmm. not selfish to say that. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful because you and I just had coffee before we started recording, and I was sharing about some uh, relationships in my life where I've kind of had to do the same thing yeah. and say, like, I can't keep appeasing everything for you so that you're not hurt or you're not angry because what's happening is it's hurting me, mm-hmm. and that's so hard to do. It's incredibly hard. But so important. But if we're not living in our, like, healthiest, best place, like, what are we really able to give well? True. You always hear the flight attendants say, like, fix your oxygen mask before you put Mm. someone else's on. Like, that's true for life. life. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> and it's kind of cliche, but it's so true. Yeah. There are cliches for a reason mm-hmm. because they are powerful, mm-hmm. fine, like, meanings for your life. So, yeah. That's interesting. Um, it reminds me of uh, scripture where it says, like, you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're not loving yourself, mm-hmm. how well can you really love your neighbor? You can still love them, but it's not it's not going to be as powerful. Or authentic. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a service love than a sincere love. And that's a really important distinction. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Well. We just went to church. I know. We did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, second question. Who or what is inspiring you lately? Oh, um, I mean, my kids inspire me daily. I think... We got a new puppy. Walks with her are inspiring because it gets me, you know, away from technology and noise and out into nature and allows me to clear my brain and think. Mm -hmm. So that's been inspirational the last few weeks. But most of all, right now, I'm rereading for I don't know the how many, how many times I read it, but um, the Artist's Way by Julia Cameron and Morning Pages are huge for that book in particular. And I think just you know everything that she says. At different points over the last 10 years of reading this book repeatedly, mm-hmm. I underlined different things. And so seeing things that meant something to me at one point that I underlined and then now, oh, this is sticking out this time. Yes. I'm just constantly inspired by that book. And I highly recommend it for anyone who's looking to dive into their creative mm-hmm. journey. It, it really helps. I read it a long time ago, so. I have a hard time because I'll get to like chapter three and then I'm like, oh, I'm feeling so creative. I can put this book down. <laughs> so I've never made it to week 12 in 10 years. Oh my gosh. I know. This is my year. I'm saying it publicly. I'm finishing this book. <laughs> Accountability. Someone please hold me accountable. <laughs> I will absolutely. What week are you on right now? I'm in week five. Okay, yeah. cool. So I'll check back with you in five weeks. Almost the farthest I've ever been. But I also got it on Audible this time so that I can listen oh. and then go to the workbook part of it and do that later because as a mom, it's kind of hard to sit and read. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, that's so smart. Okay, last question. In your opinion, because, okay, let me preface this. <laughs> so every episode I've been asking, you know, in your opinion, what makes someone a wild heart and I've gotten a couple questions over the last few weeks about that part of it. I think there's like a misconception that a wild heart is someone who has a life that looks like mine, which to everyone on social media looks like I'm just gallivanting around and doing all the fun things. And like, that's like 20% of it. Sure. 80% is pretty mundane. I have a job. So I still work <laughs> from my computer and that's pretty boring. But I mean, I love my job. But there is the like more mundane parts of life that every everyone faces no matter what your life looks like mm-hmm. um and so being a wild heart can literally it's just a mindset I think so yeah the question I want to ask you and I can't wait to hear what you're going to say is in your opinion what makes someone a wild heart I think tenacity makes someone a wild heart mm. I think that being tenacious about how you show up every day even when you don't feel like it mm. makes you a wild heart because those are the people who are a force in this world. They keep showing up when they get knocked down, when they fail big, mm-hmm. when they drop the ball, when they make a mistake. Like you're learning more from those things than you are from those mountaintop moments, even. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, showing up in the mundane, as you're saying, like doing the things that lead to the big thing. Yeah. It's, the cliche, I keep going to these cliche (laughs) phrases, but they're so true. Like, it's about the journey, not the destination. It is, though. Like, show up for every single step of the thing Mm -hmm. because 
I failed publicly and it felt like the worst thing ever. I was in the fetal position on my bathroom floor, bawling my eyes out, wanting to quit life and never leave my house again. But that moment led me to this one. Mm-hmm. And I can't not have that terrible moment that I wouldn't wish on anyone right. without it. Right. So like showing up in the in the in the shitty parts, in the mundane parts, mm-hmm. in the parts that you don't want people to see. Mm-hmm. That's the important stuff. That's mm-hmm. where the work gets done. And then you get to have your mountaintop moment. Mm-hmm. And it all starts all over again. Like, yeah, it's a cycle. It's, it's never yeah. it's never ending. And no. it's exhausting. Peaks and wonderful. valleys, right? Peaks and valleys. Yes. Is that how the saying goes? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Ashley, it has been such a joy. First of all, it's just a joy to have you as a friend. And right be, back at you. Oh, <laughs> so nice. And just be a part of the journey with love everywhere and your journey with love everywhere. And I'm just so honored that you wanted to come talk on my little podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank (laughs) you for having me. You are a breath of fresh air in a very noisy world. And I appreciate all of the goodness that you're putting out and using your giftings and just following your heart. So thank you. And now we're going to go cry. I I love you. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I hope that through my conversation with Ashley, you find yourself just so stoked on life and ready to go share some love and kindness in your community starting right now. And I definitely want to encourage you to check out Share Love Everywhere. That's sharelove-everywhere.com and also on Instagram at sharelove-everywhere. Go ahead and give her a follow, get involved, order yourself a stack of cards, and start writing some notes of kindness, love, and encouragement to leave out in plain sight for a perfect stranger to find. I'm walking away from this episode 100% convinced that all I want to be known for is being a kindness rebel. And I'm pretty sure that I'm not the only one. Anyway, we'll be back in two weeks when I'm going to be sitting down with my sweet friend from college, Katrina Spencer, to talk about the value of good mentorship and healing from the bad. We both had some negative experiences in past mentoring relationships that made it a little bit more challenging to step into new ones. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this one. It's going to have practical advice too about how to find a mentor and be a mentor. Can't wait for you guys to tune in and hear that. But until then, keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.